shoes, tail wine. S K W G S K W G S K W G S K W shoes, tail wine. S K W G S K W G S K W G W G shoes, tail wine. Wrist. This is episode 14 of the SKWG podcast. <laughs> we are chilling around the kitchen table. We're back at a kitchen table on a Monday. Oh, no, this is Tuesday. On a Tuesday? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. I'm Leah, a.k.a. Lee underscore natural Lee on the Twitter and the IG. I'm Shatara, Curly Fade on Twitter and IG. And I'm Darnell at Darnell Brain on Twitter and Instagram. Look at you being on both. Um, anyway, Audible Just... is our sponsor, and today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free Audible audiobook download and 30 day free job free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash SKWG podcast. You guys have got any book? Recommendations. Dang, not this week. <laughs> I guess I didn't read this week. Ninjas Ooh. don't read, but you no, can no. always. <laughs> Four hour work week, definitely. Four hour, oh, yes, I love that book. Um, so, Ninjas don't read, but you could always listen on audible.com and uh, get your free 30 day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash SKWG podcast. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash SKWG podcast for your free audio book. Alright, well, I guess I'll start it off. We're going to start with our weekend re- re- recap. I guess right now, um, disclaimer, I got my furry friends that are out and about. So <laughs> if you hear some randomness, they're trying to get on the podcast as well. So <laughs> we have all types, peoples and animals that try to get on this podcast. So yes. listen up, listen up. So weekend recap even though we're on a tuesday so i guess weekend in a day how was y'all weekend in a day my weekend in a day was awesome um let's just say did something strange in a banana suit yeah and uh (laughs) lots of fun with that and and you know it made monday a blur wasn't it a a poll involved well. There were a couple polls involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, good times. Learned a lot of new things. Nice. Looking forward to a new hobby. I'm jealous. Don't be jelly. Don't be jelly. I'll, I'll share the wealth. Share the knowledge. You know, nice. we all got to spend some, twerk something when we can. Uh, speaking of polls, I keep seeing this while I was in New Orleans. Um, one of my friends showed me this clip of on World Star Hip Hop. Have you seen it? Of the Dallas oh. stripper with that uh, did a dance and do the routine with the snake no oh no, goodness you gotta watch that after this like that joint the snake she got so there, coins she got coins so there's no dollars. actual pole it's just her and a snake. no she did get on the pole she oh. got on the pole danced on the pole and all that kind of stuff and wow it was a whole routine no clothes off or nothing like that so it was a whole routine on okay. world star hip-hop and just type in Dallas Stripper wow. with the snake. And yes. yeah, it was like that. Wow. Okay. I'm coming for you, Dallas Stripper lady. All right. Your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Um, Dang, it does kind of seem like a blur now that right? we're a day in. Um, let me see. 
Friday was that the mixer? Was the Friday was the mixer? Friday was the mixer. Okay, so we had we had a we have a, like we belong to this group chat or whatever, and we have a mixer every month. And so I went to that, and that was pretty cool. And then after that was um, a kickback at one of our friends' house. So uh, hung out there, played spades, laughed and joked and yucked it up or whatever. And then got home around 6 o'clock in the morning. All right. And then um, had, to, had to get up at around like 8 or 9 and taught yoga. Um, and then I have no idea what they're looking at right now. <laughs> I taught yoga and then I slept all day Sunday. Then I went to boot camp on Sunday afternoon. And that was that. Cool. All right. So you had fun in a nutshell. Yeah, it was fun. Just a blur. Everybody had a blur weekend. I'm yeah. the only one that. No, I mean a, you know that's the, the yeah. politically correct way of saying it because I'm pretty sure you know. I mean, people that I work with eventually start listening to this. So I can't just be like, hey, hey I did yeah, this. And I you I did know, that. nah, you just, it was a blur. Mine was. <laughs> I spent it with my family Friday night. I spent it with my my brother and got to see my little nephew. Oh, look at y'all getting chocolate wasted mm, with the baby. Yeah, with the baby. <laughs> so the baby. spent time with them, and um, I did old folks stuff. I went to a flea Ooh. market. That's so a, went to a up. flea market with my cousin and did my taxes. So it's like all the crazy things that he do. Did my taxes and went out to eat later on that night. My sister's in town for a couple of weeks, so I was hung out with her, my cousin, and brother again, and his girlfriend. Um, and then Sunday. As always, go to church, served at church, went out to eat, and just came back to the house and relaxed. Um, I guess one of the things... Uh, so, one of the things is... <laughs> went to this place called 300 East on East Boulevard in Charlotte. And um, I guess I was just a little disappointed, not with the service or anything. The ambiance was cool, but it's just the amount of money we paid for this food and only got a small portion of it. Mm-hmm. So, 300 East... Come on now, I need a bigger size than what you gave. Fix it. Fix it. it. So, and um, it's still, we're still in February, right? So, since we're still in February, I guess I just want to give a black history fact. Or give some black history. Um, Here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we got something going on this weekend called the CIAA Basketball Tournament. Yeah. So, it's not the MEAC, but it is... Better. It is so much better. We not do that. We not gonna do that. So much better. Ain't nobody ever heard of it. All right. So, anyways, the CIAA or the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association is one of the oldest, not the oldest black um, athletic conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, It started back in 1930. 13. I'm sorry. In DC. Right now, it's home to 12 Division two universities. And you okay? You can hear she's by herself on that one. <laughs> yep. But anyways, <laughs> y'all ain't uh, a part of the CIAA. Well, okay. my school helped found it right. CIAA. So right. hey. uh, my school has been here before yours. So it's yeah. been there, but conference wise, I helped Ooh. start it. So come on now. But so, it's anyway, not part of it anymore. Blue blue. It's All okay. right. Shots fired. Pew pew. On to bigger and better things. So anyway, it ranges from um, Pennsylvania. All the way down, well, to North Carolina, and one of the There's biggest no events. 
No, no Atlanta. Uh-huh. It stops in North Carolina. John C. Smith is the last school in the CIAA in terms of geography. Um, so the largest event uh-huh. right now is the basketball tournament where it brings in millions and millions of dollars to the economy here in Charlotte, Woo! in the Queen City. It's been here since, I think, 2000. Seven, six, six, because it was a year after I graduated from college. Yeah, so it's been here since then, and uh, it's been increasing in popularity in terms of parties and everything, but kind of on a I don't want to say a decline, but you know, a standstill in terms of actual popularity when it comes to the games and actual school sponsored events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to do better with that. With that. So, Shatara, you've been here for, what, two, two years, years now. now? Have you been to any CIAA? I have not. Uh, my first year, um, and this is actually something we'll, we'll touch on when we get to our topics, but the first year I was told to not participate in CIAA. <laughs> I was given a very brief uh, reasoning why I should stay away. So, I didn't really get it, but this year I'm starting to understand what it is, but... Um, y'all know how I feel about cold weather, so I don't know yeah. how to make that. And it always is cold. Like it's like this weekend is cold. Next weekend is probably gonna be like in the seventies. Like it's always the CIWA weekend that's cold, and then it, and then the weather just changes. So right, right. and for you, Leah, since you've been here since uh, yeah. it's been around, your thoughts mm-hmm. and just memories of CIWA since your school is in it and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the first year I volunteered, um, so I did get to see my school play in um, the CIWA, and we did pretty good that year. I don't think we won. Um, the uh, second year, I think I did the whole. Like, everybody always come. like, there's all these memes going around through with people from Charlotte talking about, like, when CIAA comes into town, like, it's just an ongoing joke in Charlotte, like, random people you ain't heard of, you ain't heard from in, like, years will hit you up, like, hey, what you doing for CIAA? Because they want to stay at your house. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, I've, I've done the gamut of just, like, you know... <laughs> Um, being a being in the midst of everything to just not doing anything at all, and um, one weekend I think my most fun weekend was we went to um we didn't do nothing we just went and like walked uptown on a Sunday, and we went to Howl at the Moon and like Ed Lover was there. Um, it was a free party or whatever, and we just had a really good time, and everybody was like real chill and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the first year it was um, it was good. It was, I think, like any co- black college event or anything started by black colleges like Freaknik or whatever. Oh, it starts out, <laughs> and, oh, but but the beginning of Freaknik started out as just college students. Or whatever, and it was it was just college students getting together and this that and the third, and it was the same thing with CIAA. Now that I think like the city is starting to catch wind of it, and locals are starting to catch wind of it and know like what it is, then then now now we're starting to see like shootings and stuff like that. Oh, so, oh wow! Yeah. All right, so but it's not that it's not that bad. I don't want to paint that picture, but I'm just saying like you know it is. It, it does happen. So that kind of segues into our topic so that we're starting off with 
um, for today. Now, uh, it's two articles that I kind of want to merge together. They both come out of the Charlotte Observer, a uh, Char- sorry, Charlotte Agenda. One is by Ted Williams, and it's entitled uh, "Don't Be That White Guy During the CIA Tournament, CIAA Tournament This Year." And then you have another one that's by Sherelle Dorsey, and that's like, yes. You're leaving Charlotte to avoid black people during CIAA is racist. So both of these topics basically, um, Ted basically, he goes with kind of how white people or people view the CIAA tournament when it comes, when black people come around. So it's like everybody's trying to leave because the blacks are in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has been this ongoing thing for the past, especially the past couple of years. Uh, it's probably been going on, period. Um, so with no, that, you said Not no? the first couple of years, no. Because people didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So not everybody was... The first year was the best year. Mm-hmm. Because nobody knew what it was. And it was like, it was so much fun. There was a lot of stuff that was free. People didn't mark up stuff, you know, gotcha. just for CIAA and stuff like that. Because they didn't know. They didn't know, like, the, the impact and how much money black people bring to a city mm. or whatever. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was dope the first year. And I think as people caught more wind of it, then they started having... And there was never any, like, major uh, police... Like, there was that... Like I said, there was that one shooting last year... Um, <laughs> look for a black event that's good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I've never heard of anything like really major, All right? And like I said, Sherelle's hers is more so, uh, it's just an opinionated article that's basically saying, Yeah, don't be trying to leave and all this other kind of stuff, you know, try to figure out what it is and don't be that racist white person that's. Um, telling everybody to leave um, because, again, the blacks are in town type stuff. So um, with these two articles, especially with the everything that's just going on in society, like, how do you feel about not only the articles, but the things that do go on when it comes to black events or this black event in this area? I think it pretty much comes down to like you were saying, depending on which article you read, what's your reason for leaving? Mm -hmm. Um, If your reason for leaving is, you know, uh, like Ted was saying, um, you want to avoid traffic or you want to avoid crowds. I don't like either of those. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then to further say leave because black people are going to be there, then it's like, dang, that's That's pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. Mm -hmm. Now, truth be told, it's more it's looked at as being more messed up because someone not of color or melanin challenges i like to say Mm -hmm. said it uh but i myself say stuff like that too depending on the event um because i know what's about to go down but just in general just oh my goodness there is a gathering of black people run for your lives that's just it's just ignorance it's just so ignorant um i feel like that um i know black people that plan on leaving town. I would love to. Um, <laughs> I, I know black people that are, are planning on leaving town or that, that normally leave town when CIAA comes into town. So, I mean, you know, in this in, 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 and for the sheer reason that it's a black event and they don't want to deal with it or whatever. Um, I mean, unless you live uptown, 
I really don't see a reason to actually leave town altogether. Because all, most of the events are situated in uptown, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, I'm working one event, and it's on the north side, but that's not going to lock up traffic or anything like that. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, when I would say starting probably like Wednesday through Sunday, if you have to get back and forth to uptown and or you know things like things of that nature then yeah i probably would leave town or work from home or something like that if i lived in if i even lived uptown but since i don't i mean i don't really see the you know unless you live uptown and like i said the traffic i think those are valid those are valid reasons especially right. if you're not going to be a you know taking in a partaking in any of the events um but yeah, like you said, just to say I'm leaving because black people are coming, like, okay, that's kind of stupid. Like, NCAA, um, they had a tournament here too. And, you know, they were there was people fighting and getting drunk and acting crazy and all that other stuff. And I feel like when black with black events, especially college, um, like ones that are surrounded with colleges, uh, I think sometimes black people might act act even extra like you know like better you know so that they don't have the stigma of because that that was the whole feeling the very first year the whole the very first year was like please everybody just behave they're not gonna have us back you know what i'm saying like everybody was trying to behave the best they could there was no reportings of any kind of violence or anything like that the first year let me ask y'all this then um compared to the first year Mm -hmm. and then now would y'all say it's still more like if you had to guess, do you feel like it's more college people That's like flocking to the city, or is it more like just people in general? Like this is an an event we just gonna go to. I think it's a more people in general. I think okay. a lot of people don't know what CIAA is. Still, okay. And that's another question that goes along with it. Because I know everybody brings up like the NCAA tournament is here or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But like when you look at those events, even when they have the football games here and all that kind of stuff, the reason that people are here are for the football game mm-hmm. when they come. But it seems like for things like the CIAA or basically like any black event, when you kind of come down to it, it's there for the entertainment portion. It's there for the parties and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't ever see anybody saying, hey, I can't wait to go to the game or go to support these schools or all this other yeah. kind of stuff. It's like, I can't wait for that day party. They got free ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, which entertainers are coming? So it kind of, like I can see why people kind of have that that stigma on things because parties and all that kind of stuff it's like you're just here just to be here not so much here to support Support what is really going on and I think if there was more people that actually supported the events and still did the party and like I don't care that you do it but you know if they had more people that supported the actual events that were here and had that equal balance to it then I'm sure people would be like okay cool like I can get with this and the argument is because I know we were talking about it in the big chat that um we were you know somebody asked like why are y'all not going to the games y'all mm-hmm. talking about all these parties but none of y'all said anything about going to the games and the response it was so funny because a lot of the people were like well the games are too expensive but you're willing to pay two hundred dollars a piece for a table yeah 
so what is the you know where's the connection there and 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 truth be told there are some parties tap it tends to be older people but there are some parties that do raise money for scholarships and, and stuff okay. like and that and that's too. cool those are the yeah. really those are the good ones but i think sometimes and like for me um I don't mind it. You know, went to HBCU. We all went to HBCU, so we know how it is. How it is entertainment first, then it is the actual event of what's going on. Auntie's homecoming. Well, I ain't going to say it's totally like that um, because you get the equal balance of both. But even with that, it's one of those things where, especially like this, when are we going to start supporting our schools more so than anything in the climate and the climate that we're in right now? When are we going to get our minds right or, you know, get to that point to where we're like, yes, let's go to the games. Let's go to um, events that are just going to give scholarships and all that kind of stuff instead of thinking of I can't wait to go twerk and all that. It's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But when are we going to kind of change that mindset? Or is that ever going to change? Is that just something that's just going to be ingrained and I'm going to do what I want to do or what? Um, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I straddle the fence on this one. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I feel like, you know, yes, I think you. this is an event for schools. And you should try to at least support the schools at least one of the days that you you know, uh, want to, one of the days you'll be here. However, at the other, at the other instance, I mean, how many times do you have, you know, have to like rock out with your socks out, you know what I'm saying? And just like let loose and things like that. And I think people times to do that though. Every weekend. You can do it at any time. I think we just not, look at stuff not, as a, like an excuse to just really ball out. Well, there's not our other than folks. a okay, but A and T's homecoming, CIAA. When is there a conglomerate of black people? Bike week. Those are the only times when you got bike week up here. No. Not here, oh, no. but I'm just saying oh, no. like those are the times. Those are the events where black people can con- can conjugate together. And there's not many opportunities in this world where black people can just have their. I mean, except for like you know, DC used to be Chocolate City. I don't really know if it's like that anymore. And, and and you know, in Atlanta, those are the only places where black you could go and see nothing but black people like five miles apart. You know what I'm saying? But like. I, I think it. I, it's my same argument for going to a HBCU. It's your only opportunity to be around nothing but people that look like you, and you don't have that opportunity a lot of times, you know, in America at least. So I just feel like you know maybe I think it depends on where you are because like I could have stayed home and been around all a lot of black people. Um, even like Miami is mixed with a whole bunch of stuff, but I kid you not, you can go to any street corner and find black people. Mm-hmm. Or so I think it's just here. a matter of when it comes down to HBCUs, no, what's your here. reason for going? <laughs> yeah. Like it or not I'm sorry, not not what's your reason for going, but where you're from and if you're like I'm gonna go to an HBCU for that experience because mm-hmm. like maybe I'm in the middle of, I don't know, insert some city nobody knows about, I guess that would make sense. Because mm-hmm. um, I I did during my HBCU experience, I did meet a handful, not that many, mm-hmm. but I did meet a handful of people who like specifically said like, look, I was the only black person in my neighborhood mm-hmm. or, you know, aside from like someone who volunteered that came from a neighboring city and mm-hmm. that person, they were adopted. Um, they were like, I didn't see anybody else that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was just like wow I had to kind of sit back and realize that this is this is a thing mm-hmm. just because I didn't experience doesn't mean it's a thing but I get what you're saying sometimes in situations like that you do want to take the opportunity to be like I want to be around people that look like me mm-hmm. um but it's just it's just kind of I don't know I feel like once you figure out who you are as an adult who happens to be a black person there's ways to make it happen it's mm-hmm. just yeah. Maybe not on a super large scale, depending on where you are. I, I'm just saying this is a guaranteed time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, you know, obviously, if you're an adult, you can figure out a way to be <laughs> to be around nothing but, but black people. But this is one of those guaranteed times. You know, it's going to be fun. It's guaranteed to be fun. And it's guaranteed that you're going to be around a whole bunch of black folk like that. That's that. That was my only point. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be fun. People are gonna have. For me, I'll probably still be around. It 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 doesn't even matter. Um, You get sucked in. You do. Mm -mm, Lies. Don't believe that. I mean, you could. You could. I stayed in my house last time. It was cold. I could stay out of it as well. But for me, I've always been that person of supporting the cause itself. Um, So for me, it's you know I want to go to the games and go to sponsored events. I. I don't condone anybody who does everything else. But for me, I want to make sure that I'm there for the cause. Um, Speaking of causes and all that kind of stuff, um, in our next one, we talk about the Nation of Islam. So, Louis Farrakhan um, and Beyonce. Basically, Beyonce for the Super Bowl, as y'all saw or at least heard, you know, she did her formation. uh, What was it? Her formation song and... It caused this big old uproar and all this other kind of stuff. And like all these cities. Oh, so Beyonce announced that she was going to go on tour. And basically, uh, since the video was talking about quote unquote or supposedly cop killing and all this other kind of stuff. um, These cops in certain cities are saying that they're not going to provide security for Beyonce and her concert. So Louis Farrakhan and, and the Nation of Islam were saying, hey. You know, we got you, Beyonce, and we'll definitely do it. Um, the only part of the Nation of Islam that I've seen when it comes to that has been in Malcolm X back in the day. And what they did back then, I would want them to protect me as well. So I'm down for it. Um, what do y'all think? I mean, he's uh, first off, he's in support of everything that she said and she stand for. And he likes that. So they got her back. Shout out to uh to Senior Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. Um, I did manage to read a little bit of the transcript of the speech he made before, you know, letting people know that they would be providing um, security for her and whatnot. I'm honestly not phased that if you know my hometown and other major cities are like we not providing security. I'm actually that's perfectly fine with me because mm-hmm. I look at it as an opportunity for entrepreneurs or the smaller businesses mm-hmm. who get locked out of contracts to provide security for people like this because they're smaller. This is their time to step up. Mm-hmm. This is their time to have that opportunity to put themselves on the map and say, you know what? No problem. The police didn't want to do it, which is perfectly fine. Cause it's kind of like, I look at it as, you know, being a police officer is a job like any other job. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, you know, there isn't a racist or a racial connotation, a negative racial connotation to it. But if it's not, if it really comes down to, hey, you got to work your 40 to 80 hours like everybody else. And then on top of that, you got to come back and work this this concert because I told you to. Mm-hmm. I might boycott too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it really depends on what your reasons are. But 
by all means, go ahead and pull out because I, I, I have a personal vested interest that they do that mm-hmm. so that these contracts can be won by the by the smaller guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, you know, I just feel like every time that I, I just don't understand how people really don't pay attention to history. Like every time you try to knock us down, like there's always going to be somebody there with a hand to pick us up. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's not, you, it's, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to win. I'm sorry. Like I just, I just saw the documentary for the black Panthers. Yeah, I saw it, too. it was so good. Like it was so good. Like they were such a threat. Like they are not a threat in the sense that, you know, they uh, were, I mean, they were and they weren't, but you know, it was just like, we are such a threat to them. Like, it's like whatever we say, you know, like we could say, like, especially somebody like Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? And I think she was very strategic in what she did. I think she was like, you know what? I have my celebrity, I have my platform, I'm gonna use it, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm here for it. Go on, Louis Farrakhan, do your thing. Them brothers of the Nation of Islam do not play. I'm here for it. Yeah. I hope to see it. I, I want to see when she's on tour, they do some shots of them and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I just want to oh, see it. That'd be dope. They're going to be so clean. That'd be so dope. So clean. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um, so, I'm going to come back to the sports ones, but... And just in the spirit of sticking with, you know, Black History Month and all of what's going on um, in South Carolina, we have Jim Clyburn. He's one of the representatives in the uh, South Carolina district or South Carolina district, South Carolina state or anything. And he's saying that Bernie Sanders and his uh, free college tuition plan would doom private HBCUs. Uh, he said that the steps... Well, he's definitely backing Clinton. I don't know why. I mean, not saying it as in that. I haven't read that portion. But, you know, he's saying that Bernie's plan for free tuition would definitely kill off some of the HBCUs. Um, one of the things that he says in the article is, uh, you got to think about the consequences of things. If you start handing out two years of free college at public institutions, are you ready for all the black private HBCUs to close down. That's what's going to happen. That's what Kleinberg said to BuzzFeed. Um, Both of you guys went to private HBCUs. And what you know about what Bernie Sanders has talked about with this free college tuitions and all that kind of stuff, what do you think of what uh, Representative Jim Clyburn is saying? I agree. Um, It is... Private institutions are expensive, period, point blank. Um, you know, uh, I did a, a lot to supplement my um, my college tuition, my college tuition. Um, in general, I just feel like I, I get it. I understand where Bernie's coming from. I feel it's unrealistic to think that he has the power to do all the things that he's he's promising to do. Um, okay. I I just you have you you I just do people forget like how the government works because there's a president and then there's a legislator in a house. You can't just be president and be like I'm king now. 
we gonna have free tuition. It has to go through due process. So, I, you know, and, and to say something against Bernie, let me just make this very clear for all the feel the burn herpes people. Um, wow. <laughs> that's a dumb ass slogan. I'm sorry. Um, but um, anyway, so like I, okay. Words mean things, and as 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 uh, my girl says from the read, like words mean things. The government means things. Social studies means things. Like, do you guys remember social studies? You remember how it works? Like, he cannot just give you free college tuition. It has to go through due process. So I don't understand. Ugh. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's my tangent. But yeah, I, I think it will hurt private institutions. It will hurt private white, uh, traditionally white institutions. Duke University is a private institution. Um, well, their endowment is pro- is really big, and and Smith's endowment is really good as well. Um, but still, um, you know, yeah, I mean. It, like you said, you you promise one thing, but then there's consequences on the other hand. So you you know there's two sides to everything, and so I mean I just yeah. I, but why I do don't you, know. but why do you think it's going to hurt them though? Because See? like you have you have to have you have to come up with this money yourself. Like there's no there's no tuition whatever you pay to A and A and T. I probably paid double. And I have to come up with all of that myself. All right. That's an interesting way to look at it. Me, um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like the biggest fan cheerleader for HBCUs, period. And that's only because uh, for selfish reasons, my experience wasn't the greatest. And when I say experience, I'm not speaking about, you know, waking up on a historically black college campus and, you know, being around. No, that's not it. Um. Unfortunately, the school that I went to, Bethune-Cookman University, um, they were involved in uh, just a really sad financial type story where money was being stolen. Basically, loans were being taken out, taken out on behalf of students who didn't even know they were coming out. And that money was then being turned around and given to uh, the individual who was doing it. It was given to her family and friends to do dumb stuff with. And it's just like... My thing is, if y'all figure out a way to make it work to give uh, free college and it dooms HBCUs, I feel like there should be things in place to make sure that that doesn't happen immediately if everything is set up correctly. But if you was doing some corrupt stuff in the in the first place and that's why you worry, mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at it like, I don't know the ins and outs of how this is on like an economic level or anything like that. But just thinking on what I experienced and what I think I know. Um, depending on what state you are, I'll speak on, on what I went through. Being in the state of Florida, you get a certain grade point average, you get a certain amount of, of volunteer hours, you're given free school as long as you stay within the states and go to a select list of universities. Now, having said that, if you get this free college money, where is it coming from? In our case, it's supposedly coming from the Florida lottery. <laughs> Powerball, all that stuff that y'all, you know, y'all probably used to up here as well. Um... If there's a will, there's a way. And don't get me wrong. I know it might have been free for us to a certain extent, but somebody had to pay for it. And I think mm-hmm. it went far by, for, far beyond just the people playing the lottery. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's not going to affect people. But sit down and, and break it down. Like how? 
How is this really going to do them? Is it just because of the fact that for those kids who do get the free schooling, maybe instead of saying, hey, this child has a scholarship that they would have gotten elsewhere and that money still goes to the college in the back end, are you now saying, no, we're just telling you we're going to send you 200 students mm -hmm. and you can send us an invoice and we'll never pay it? Right. We being whoever, you know, would make this free college happen. So I think that's the more a more important discussion to have if you're into economics on that, that level, but as a student or as a potential person or a, per, a potential college student who really doesn't know how they're going to make it to college, if you want to give out two years of free school, by all means. I mean, I always tell people anyway, if you don't have the cash, go to a community college first. True. Don't be paying these crazy prices yeah. for English 101. For what? Or if you don't know what you want to do. Yeah, if take those two years yeah. to get them basic classes out the way. You're not wasting no money. You can graduate, get an associate's, and then find your life. Yeah. So my thing is, and I haven't read all of what needs to be read on Bernie's plan and everything. Is he saying free schooling, period, or is he just saying free tuition? So if I still went to any college, now I still have to pay room and board and all that. It's just taking care of the actual academics portion, right? Or is it like, that's yes, no room yeah. and board. You I, mean, gotta, they, I never saw them mention room and board. You're right about that. That's so, good, yeah, that's a good thing. My thing that. is tuition, if you're taking away tuition, that would be a big, and that would be the best thing. So mm -hmm. it's like you still have to pay for things. Mm -hmm. But in my case, it would be paying... I don't even know how much tuition is now at a &T, uh, yeah. but let's just say it's $5,000. There's a difference between a for in-state student for a semester. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay. it's better playing, <laughs> you know, 5000 for a whole year versus, and you know, that's just room and board versus 10000 for a whole school year type mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I could get with it if that's the case for everybody because I want you know our kids to have a better education and all that especially if you don't have to worry about dealing with the um you know the actual academic money portion of it now if you want to stay on campus and all that you know you got to pay that's what you're gonna have to well, do if you stay off campus you're gonna have to pay you gotta pay for an apartment yeah i still feel yeah like so that's cool pay for something, which like yeah. you said is cool. but and if you still gotta i mean if you still gotta pay for something you still gotta pay for academic i mean for athletic fees and all that kind of stuff i think you should still do that so in essence i mean i like what he's saying at least he has a plan when it comes to that um i don't know what hillary has stated when it comes to social issues of that sense so you know him just bringing up, yes, I want to vote for her, even if it's just because Bernie is saying I want to have this uh, free tuition or free college for for students. That's not enough for me to. I just think it depends on what where you're at in life and what's important to you right now. Um, you know, maybe you want to have kids or something like that. Then then school may be something very important to you. Or, you know, um, or, you know, you're, you have kids and, you know, you're think you're going to be sending them to college soon, you know, uh, that might be something important to you. Um, you know, Bernie also talks about, I believe, like equal job opportunities and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, if that's, if you're, you know, having trouble getting equal jobs and, you know, trouble getting a job, that might be something important to you. Um, as far as, like, when it comes to, like, things like Black Lives Matter, um, Bernie 
Bernie, to me, kind of drops the ball a little bit. Um, his response to Black Lives Matter is that, you know, equal jobs. Well, equal jobs is not going to having an equal job or having a good pay is not going to stop a cop from profiling me. <laughs> That's just it's not. Um, you don't you don't know what I have. You know what I'm saying? All you know is what I look like in my skin color. And because of that, you 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 act accordingly. So in that sense, you know, no, that's not the answer to, you know, uh, the, the industrial prison complex. That's not the answer to, undo, you know, just not shooting people in the street for no damn reason. You know what I'm saying? So that in that sense then I, I can't get down with Bernie. Um, Hillary, she's a politician. So, you know, she's pandering to whatever, you know what I'm saying? She's wishing people happy Kwanzaa and whatnot. Like, she, you know, like she's pandering. Like, she's a mess too. But at least she's trying. You know what I'm saying? At least she's saying, I hear you and I'm trying. And, you know, I, I you know, me personally, I want to be pandered to. You know what I'm saying? I, and I feel like black people are to the point, especially after Obama, we're not just going to be like, okay, you know, whatever. Yes, I'm just going to vote for you because you're a Democrat. No. You know, you need, what are you going to do for me? All right. That's just one of those things where we all have to do a better job of figuring out what these people are talking about and holding them accountable to those things. At least... For Bernie, at least it's one thing that he's throwing out there that it's like, okay, I can understand. Um, I haven't, I don't know what Hillary's out there saying. And Bernie is, is um, 205 years old, y'all. I'm just saying. Uh, I hear you. It's still sticking with politicians and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's favorite person, Donald Trump. Oh um, he says he has black voter support, which is, I think is pretty... Yeah. Amazing that he has that. <laughs> I don't know how, but um, it's possible. He it's says possible. it, or it, it, or he has it. He said it. Um, okay, so that doesn't necessarily mean he has it. He just said he has it. Well, but I, even if he does, what, what if let's say we pull the numbers and it's like, oh goodness, like there is a black supporter uh, I percentage of it. I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't because be surprised. it's yeah. it's kind of like back in the day when I was younger, like a freshman in college, and I found out. As ignorant as I was, I found out that there were black Republicans. Like, I didn't know mm -hmm. that was a thing. I really thought, look, you black, black you, you have to Democrat. be a Democrat. <laughs> I thought that's how that went. Like, Me too. you marked the box, you African American, Democrat, automatically. <laughs> so I feel like it's kind of like that thing where it's like, oh my goodness, but then you have to sit back and be like, we all can make our choices, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they exist. Do I think it's a large following? No. But then again, you know, like I don't have the numbers to back that up. But if it was, I feel like, I feel like deep down inside they would be smart about it and just not tell, tell anybody. anybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had a black Republican on campus or whatever, and um, you know, people like Stacey Dash, and you know, there's all these kind of people. Raven Simone. Well, I don't know, if she's a Republican, but she. So Stacey seemed... said she was a Republican. I don't no. know. Oh, we don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know. I really don't, don't know, but know. I mean, she seems to support that side of things. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got something to say about that. I mean, it's just one of those things, and not to interrupt you, but it goes back to that thing of like, you're not black enough or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Just because you come up with, you agree with something that a Republican say, when it comes down to it, we're all conservatives. 
like we are all conservative about things that come up. We all have republicanness in us, especially the more educated black folks. We all think the same way that a lot of Republicans do. We're just not to that extreme of what goes on when it comes down to it. Um, One of the things, and I'm going to get back to you, Leah, I'm sorry, but one of the things that Donald Trump talked about uh, is, where's that part at? Um, One of the, he says, because I'm going to bring jobs back to China and Mexico and Japan, bring from China and Mexico and Japan and Vietnam and India and all these places. They're taking their jobs. I'm going to bring jobs back. A recent poll came out where I had 25% African Americans and the Republicans usually get about 4 or 5%. I think it's giving me super This is your article. Did you turn the volume down? Just go. So anyways, he's talking about uh, he wants to bring jobs back, and that just seems like one. Of, that's always the biggest thing every four years with any president is jobs, 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 jobs. And he talks about how African American youth is at fifty eight percent unemployment, and um, statistically they're worse off, or we are worse off than economically than whites. I mean that's been going on for forever. Wait, wait, okay. I know you have to jump back to her, but I have to say something because you just said something that made me remember something. Have you guys ever noticed how when we talk about whether it's Donald Trump or any issues like this and there's like a piece, there needs to be PC political, politically mm-hmm. correctness or whatever? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, depending on who's saying what, it jumps from African-Americans, insert the fact, blacks, insert the fact, mm-hmm. or it'll go African-Americans, insert the fact, white, insert the fact. Mm-hmm. That kind of had me thinking like, Kind of be the devil, devil's advocate. Look at what an African-American could be. It could be a white person, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. when you look at them. Because there are white Africans. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because of the, the notion that's behind it, you automatically think black African-Americans are black. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of thinking, like, well, what if he's actually right? But what if they're counting actual African-Americans that came here from Africa. From Africa. <laughs> that would be interesting. But that, go ahead. Yeah, I, kind of I, I mean, on that topic, then he's saying the same thing that Bernie's saying. He's saying that jobs will solve everything. It's not going to solve very. It's not going to solve systematic racism. It's not. <laughs> jobs don't solve that. <laughs> but I, I, they don't. But nobody is saying anything that's saying I'm going to solve systematic racism because they know it's not that's nothing that they can actually do anything about per se you can have you can have better processes on you know holding police accountable for the actions that they make you can have policies uh for the prison systems that you know labor policies and things like that there are things that you can put in place in order to to rectify systematic racism yeah but that ain't gonna come all the time from a president though it's gonna have to come from your local governments and your your state governments i agree but at the same time you know it comes it 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 can come it can come from the bottom up it could also come from the bottom that up that you know (laughs) you know what i mean up down up Up, down down. i i feel like the the only president that has really addressed race is obama 
I really do. I feel like he's the only person that has really addressed race. And even for him, what he said isn't enough. And he can't be the president of black people. He has to be the president of America. But at least he does address it. He addresses it. Do you think that any president would have came out and said anything towards Trayvon Martin or, you know what I'm saying? He said, that could have been my son. Devil's advocate. He has to say right. something. He does. Like, truth be told, don't get me wrong. Secret Service, don't come looking for me after I make this <laughs> statement. But I've heard people say this from military background, and I believe that it's true. If a group of angry black people want to get you... They gonna get you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you piss enough people off and people felt like he should have said something about this. Or he didn't say because of the fact that he is black. Like we're just basically like you were born into this. You have certain responsibilities. If he didn't say something, let him go on vacation or go like he normally does into the city to see some people. Would've Somebody would have got a left hook off real quick before they got sniped. So it's kind of like one of the things where it's like, yo, I have to. I might not want to because of my political position or my but job, I but I really ain't got no choice. And that's what I'm saying. We're spoiled by Obama that he's actually saying stuff. And he's actually approaching these issues. Did Bush say anything about Katrina? No, but Bush he said was, a lot of he was, things. He was reading books to, to uh, dag on. <laughs> he wasn't reading. The book was upside. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying like... I want a president that feels like I'm I'm I matter. I'm sorry if that's if that's you know I'm spoiled. Obama has spoiled me. Whether it's be, whether he's done it because of his the color of his skin or not, I'm spoiled. And I want a president that panders to me. I'm I, I deserve it. I'm a, I'm a you know and yes I want it from my mayor. Yes I want it from my local representative. And I want it from my president too. Yeah. White people have it. Why can't I? You're asking for a lot with that one. I mean, you really. I are, am asking like, for a lot, but it's still possible. I I can still ask for it. But yeah. I mean, to get back to your point, I feel like what Trump is saying. He's saying the same thing that um that Bernie's saying. That they they're both saying jobs will. And if you read the, this is what tells me this man is not is not educated. If you read the book, the world is flat. Jobs that go overseas. Everything that goes around comes around. The car industry. There's a lot of things that went overseas because of the car industry. However, Honda, Toyota, all those, those companies are the biggest employers of Americans here in America. They make parts here in America for Honda and Toyota. They make others they those industries are 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 going overseas and then creating jobs back over here and it's it's a symbiosis and we got to stop acting like we are a siloed and we're america and 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 and, and just everything for us this is a global this 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 world is becoming more and more global and you have to learn to start getting along with people so I, 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 that, that bullshit about get, getting our jobs back in America, that's propaganda and, it, and it's stupid. Okay, it's, it's really dumb. If you're not, you, you need to read. <laughs> you just do. But what is everybody else doing? I mean, I know everybody always gets on Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. And yes, they could just be flapping at the mouth and all that kind of stuff. But what is everybody else doing? Everybody wants to be pandered to and all that. But how are all the other representatives pandering to you that makes you even want to consider them as well? I mean, you know, the thing is, you got to look like 
I was bamboozled. Uh, our boy, our governor right now, he, I mean, he was a good, he was a really good mayor. And he was really good for black people in Charlotte. And that's why I voted for him for governor. And then the Tea Party got in his ear and he just did a real 180. But, I mean, you Talking just. the current one or the previous one? Uh, McCory. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there are local, there, when he was mayor of Charlotte, he was really good. He, he pandered to everybody and he had really good relations with African-Americans. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm sorry that I'm looking at it from a black lens, but I'm a black woman. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's the only, I can, I'm only going to go by what's going to benefit me. Just like a lot, like white people are going to vote for what's going to benefit them the most. So I, I think it makes a difference if you look at it, if, if everyone started looking at it from a standpoint of if we're really going to be that selfish, then we need to look at it as what's going to be better for us, the working class, mm-hmm. not necessarily me, the white woman, me, the black woman, me, the Asian woman or whatever. Shout out to my Asians, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, you know, I, I really believe that the day that that happens and I don't see it happening anytime soon, but if we could really sit down and take it back to basis, like you were saying, understand mm-hmm. what the government is, how it works, mm-hmm. and take it back to we as a people, mm-hmm. not us as groups of people, but if we could just really look at it as just a group of people, race, you know, non-existent, I think that that would make a difference. Yeah. I just, I, I you know, it, it, these, these elections create so much divisiveness. And it's just, it's just, it's frustrating to me. It's just like people, people are just, they just want to be told what they want to hear. I guess that's where my frustration comes from. It doesn't really come from whether you're pandering to me to not or not. Just educate yourself. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, just, just really, you know, really listen to what people are saying and ask yourself, does that make sense? <laughs> That's that's all that's all that irritates Girl, me. You're asking for a lot. Cause <laughs> right. Since people got and don't have allows them to draw conclusions like two plus two equal five, and they'll be like, yeah, it does. Like, and that's the thing. It's just a whole bunch of propaganda to me on both ends. And that's so funny because one of my coworkers was like, "Who are you gonna vote for?" First of all, that's inappropriate at work. <laughs> And secondly, I was just like, I'm not excited about any of the candidates. And he was like, well, I'm not voting for Hillary, that's for sure. And I was just like, oh, I'm not excited about any of the candidates. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this right now. But yeah. I better get y'all HR training real quick. Yes, but. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. Exactly. Stop. I'm voting for HR violation. (laughs) I'm voting for, but yeah, I mean. I'm just not excited. Y'all could tell in my voice. Like, I think they're all just, it's just all very stupid. I don't. <laughs> he seemed a little just frustrated by I, it. Because you got it. One of these people will be the president of our, of these United States. Yeah, somebody will. And we're going to deal with it. And we're going to continue to live. And we're going to do what we do. Like, I just be don't great. have. Be dope. I just do what I can do. I mean, whomever is in office is going to affect us somehow, some way, whether it's good or bad. It's going to affect us anyway. So all we can do is just focus on ourselves and our own little communities and just get that right. So that's how I look at it. I mean, the bigger scheme of things, they're the president of the United States, but right now, who cares in that sense? All right. Um, Let's jump into segments. 
finished with the topics for right now. Might end up going back to it. But segments, do you have anything for your kill corner? I don't. Not today. Nothing? No. Um, so I'm gonna go and do a little Carl segment with some some sports and everything okay. just to talk about it. Shout um, out to Carl. <laughs> so Carl, this for you. Um, but I wanna talk about the Hornets. That's our well, it's the only local team now. I wasn't here when the Panthers lost, so... No. I wasn't either. I yeah. didn't even see the game. I don't know what the I halftime the show looked like. It I didn't see nothing. So, anyways, you talk about the Hornets. Right now, they're on a five-game winning streak. Hey. Um, they're doing pretty well. Hey, they're in seventh right. place in the East right now. They play tomorrow is Wednesday, so they play the Cleveland Cavaliers and everything, but they're doing a whole lot better. Um, they just made a trade last week for Courtney Lee from Memphis. They got rid of PJ Harrison and Brian Roberts, who ends up, I think he's down in Miami now, and PJ is in Memphis. So we got Courtney Lee on our squad right now. We're going to see what he does to help us out. We got Big Al back. Uh, he's been playing the last couple of games, and uh, especially the last game, he did really well against, I can't even think of who we played. I'm exactly. just going off that's the how dome. Well he did. <laughs> I'm just going off the dome, but um, we got Kimball Walker that's doing this thing right now. Oh, they played Brooklyn. So, um, you know, Kimball Walker's doing this thing now. Al Jefferson is doing this thing back up again, and uh, it's Hopefully some excitement comes back around in the Charlotte area in sports. Um, I know soon we have our Charlotte independent soccer team that's going to start back up soon. And we have our minor leagues that's going to minor league Charlotte Knights that's going to be coming up really soon. uh, Starting up all baseball teams are pitchers and catchers are starting up. So that's going to be exciting when the season starts in April for baseball. And the Charlotte Checkers. If you haven't been to a Checkers game. At Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, like you have to go. It's a really good experience, and you know we got a good minor league team. Well, I don't know if they're really good because I've been to a game this year, but still, uh, I know when I have been to them in previous years, they have been pretty fun to been around. So, Carl, that was for you. For oh, sorry, you usually have music in it as well. So. Um, bootleg. <laughs> but we still, the, it came from the heart, though. The Life of Pablo, Kanye West oh, album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so we'll talk about it more when you get back. But Life of Pablo, Kanye West album is out. I have listened to it. I didn't listen to it on title, though. But uh, <laughs> it's out. It's decent. It it you get that kind of vibe of old school Kanye, you know, the graduation meets um Jesus meets my twisted dark fantasy. Whoa. Um okay. you know, he has some mm. elements of just some uh some good old Kanye that you missed and then you just have that like what in the world Kanye. I wish it could have been you know, maybe because I, I don't know if it's the real album or not, but I have 18 tracks on it and they could have done away with half of them and it still probably would have been like a great album. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, when Carl comes back, we'll definitely talk more about that. So I guess that's it for the segments on <laughs> <laughs> those good old segments. Um, Let's go to some good old, I keep saying good old stuff, you but do. let's go. Case y'all ain't know. Uh, let's go to, we got some games that we want to play right quick. Woo! So the first game is kind of new, but not really. But we're going to try to work this one out. Uh, 
<laughs> and it's called a good old debate game. But good old. For this one, we want to bring up two topics. I'm going to have Leah and Shatara, you know, kind of duke it out on, you know, which is more integral to our society right now. And I'll go ahead and just judge that one. I can't wait for Carl and Jerome to get back for these because I think they will have a lot of fun trying to debate which is more important right now in our society. But, um, so the question is, they're going to debate. And I'm going to give them a couple of minutes each to debate which is more integral in our society, sports or music. So I'm going to give sports to Shatara and I'm going to give music to Leah only because I know that... These are different things that these <laughs> ladies know about. So, I'm going to start with Leah since she's hype about it right now. Woo! What are you, sports? No, music. Your music? music. Oh, so I'm going to give you 30 seconds Okay. on telling me why music is better than sports in society right now. Okay, music is basically like in us, like a heartbeat. Like that is... That's music. That's that's drums. And drums became, you know, everything that we have today. So, like, music, you can't have society without music. Like, where would you, what would you do at your wedding? What would you do <laughs> at baby showers? <laughs> what would you do at, you know, CIAA? What would you do? <laughs> what would you do at, you know what I'm saying? Um, graduation uh, turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Music is everywhere. There's music for weddings. There's music for marching down the aisle for your graduation. Everything is set to music. Life is set to music. I teach yoga. I use music. You know what I'm saying? Um, shoot, babies. Get them to shut up. You sing music. You know, like everything. Music is everything. Like you can go without sports. You don't need no sports. Sports, call, sports promotes violence. You know, it supports uh, 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 competition. You know what I'm saying? We all try. We all trying to come together and vote for a president. You know what I'm saying? Yet we got this. You know, that's why we're so adversarial now. You know, everything's a daggone competition. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I got you. (laughs) But then, you know, but then even even the presidents they have their theme songs. You know, everything music is in everything, and our president. He he serenaded us with Al Green one time. Y'all remember? Lord. It was music. Okay. It was all through music Lord. that brought Lord. the nation together. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Shatara and sports. Tell me something good. So sports beats music, right? For the uh, for the sake of this debate, sports beats music. <laughs> all right. But I'm playing to see like this. Let's look at it as you know how it affects society. Mm-hmm. All right. When I say society, I mean my society, what I see and live and all that good stuff. You got that one person, that baby Kobe, that lives in the middle of the hood. And everybody know baby Kobe is the shit. He is going to be somebody. So what happens? You got the neighborhood dope boys. Make sure they look out for him. They go to all his games. Make sure nobody don't F with him. They make sure he got to clean his sneakers because they know his mom working like double overtime on the bus shift and stuff like that. She can't really be there. We gonna keep it stereotypical and say we don't know where daddy is, but that's all right. The hood got him. Mm -hmm. So because of baby Kobe Mm -hmm. and the sport that he plays, Mm -hmm. the whole hood comes together to make sure this little Kobe can go out and be a better him. Mm 
Mm. When you also look at sports, look at it from a business standpoint. There's a lot of revenue that's generated from sports that probably couldn't be generated any other way. There's people who have investments in only sports-related stuff. And I'm not talking about people who own teams. Mm -hmm. There's probably people you know like mom, pops, auntie, grandma who made a little bit of cash investing in something sports-related. Girl Scouts, all those type of auxiliary um, groups that kids are a part of. Nine times out of ten, some of that money goes to support sports. And then let's not forget the president's, well, I won't say the biggest initiative, but something that seemed like people could get together on mm-hmm. was kids being healthy and not fat. Disclaimer, I am working. <laughs> I am working. Like kids. <laughs> well, I, kids like disclaimer, kids. I like kids. I do have internal issues with seeing morbidly obese babies <laughs> because it's not their fault the parents are doing that to them and i don't think that's fair but anyway i feel like that's a big initiative that the president and his campaign got together or excuse me the community got together and was like you know what we should stop feeding our kids trash and make them get out and go run or walk real fast or whatever they can do get out and be active <laughs> like you ain't gotta be baby kobe but you gotta do something so sports more important to society than me jeez I like both arguments because mm. both of these are like two of my favorite things. Um, but just in terms of describing it and everything, sports kind of wins out right hey. now. <sighs> so sports wins. Um, I can't wait for next week and when we're going to have another one. That's going to be a real good one. And maybe we can have some teams, have oh, some pairing snap. up teams, two against uh, two. Oh, that'd be dope. On debate and that. Um, for the last game, we want to go ahead because we're going to wrap it up soon. We're going to do you, some one-word reactions. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a good one because we got some good topics. we got a couple of topics here. And I just want your one-word reactions to what you know about it or statements about what I'm about to say. So, Kalamazoo. He had an uh, Uber driver. Sorry. In between picking up fares and everything, he's like killing people. I think he'll like seven people. <laughs> This more no. <laughs> I ain't gonna laugh. Don't she laugh. Just broke out Don't laugh. laugh. <laughs> oh, that's what? a serious no, matter, though. The way he said it, though, he just killed people. <laughs> it's a serious matter. That's your one word. Her one word was the laugh. Her one word was laugh. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not laughing at people dying. I'm just like the way he said it was funny. Ah, but um. Damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Efficient. <laughs> but he is kind of efficient, though. You make that money at the same time while taking people out. He I mean, got that sounds. Side. He's Didn't like he using his people? main job to support his side hustle. Because what I read, he's he not killing right? his fares. Oh. He like come scoop you, drop you off. All right, you going to the mall? As soon as I drop you off, I'm gonna park. And then like pop take out. Somebody. Wow. Like and then he'll go back. All right, I got a new fare. I gotta go pick. He wasn't popping the people as they was getting in the car, because then that would have led other questions like, why yeah. you get in the car with the back seat bloody? Why you do that? That's crazy. Very much yeah. so. All right, so a hundred and six year old lady gets to meet President Obama. Beautiful, because she was so excited. Definitely cute. Was she old? Was she black? Yes, yes, she was. Yes. She was like, I have to meet the president. She oh was dancing. And they was trying to hold her like, oh, you're going to hurt yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> she, was real, she was real petite, so it made it even cute. Like, petite, like, even next to, like, you know, average adult. She was just small. Yeah, she was. It was beautiful. Um, So, Channing Dungy, 
a black lady, she became the president of ABC. That's who houses Shondaland and all that kind of stuff. What you think about that? One My word. one word reaction. So, boom. Who? Oh, come on now. <laughs> nah, I mean, if we gotta elaborate on it. My thing is, if you worked for it and you earned it, congratulations. Right. But I don't know what actually happened. I don't know if you were slobbing knobs. Ooh. I don't know, not to say that you did, but because I don't know, it's just, you know, that don't affect my checks. <laughs> I know, that's so, right. So, uh, five-year-old saves blind grandma from burning home in Louisiana. Hero. Wow. Amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> and to wrap up the <laughs> whole CIAA thing we got going on, <laughs> the Ritz-Carlton said, we ain't going to charge CIAA goalers like last year anymore. Lies. <laughs> yeah, lies. I say the same thing. <laughs> we just gonna raise that drink price right. up for ten dollars to fifteen. The rates, and the rates gonna be higher. Yeah, I'm crazy. We still go get our money. <laughs> they got their money anyway. Because remember, I think they ended up reimbursing everybody back. But yeah, so yeah. They, gave, they probably took that money and had it in an account that was bearing interest. But the crazy thing is, it wasn't even that much money that they gave back to the people. It was only hundred and eleven dollars that they gave back to people. They donated. What was the fee? Was it a percentage or was it a flat fee? Well, I don't was, know. There was a there was an actual thing it's on like the ticket said that said C I double something on it. Surcharge it something. Yeah. So it could have been like three dollars that was taken out of people's yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. In addition to and then a the, regular tax and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Okay. And the NCAA tournament was like the next weekend or a couple of weekends later, and they didn't have any charges. Gotcha. Yeah, but they did. Um, Ritz Carlton just to give them a little bit of pub because I wouldn't mind staying there. So Ritz Carlton, uh, I'm looking out for you. They did donate to the general scholarship funds, things like seventy five thousand um, dollars to the CIAA scholarship fund. They gave another twenty five thousand dollars to something else, and then they did reimburse the hundred and eleven dollars that they did take from people. Right. So I mean, it's good that they did. It sucks that it ever happened in the first place. You know, Agreed. just do better. Do, do better. Do better. Please do better. Just treat everybody equal, please. That's all we ask for. So we just say and charge everybody. Yeah, if you're going to do it, then charge everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so any last words or shout outs? Shout outs. Um, I know we're, we're a little off schedule on this one. It is Tuesday, but we definitely want to make sure to tell you guys to do everything you can to make this an awesome week. Yeah. We're two days in. Two days. There's only a few more days left. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You, Leah? Um, shout out to all of our listeners. Um, thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, I know we've been going through a lot of changes and rearranges. Um, hopefully we'll be back on our regularly scheduled program, but we thank you so much for hanging in there with us. And, um, yeah, I've been going through a lot. Um, but you know, all good things I think in the end. So, um, yeah, so we just appreciate you just hanging on in there. Yes. And same here. Um, just thank everybody. We'll be back in two weeks. We should have everybody by then. Uh, we'll have a place by then. <laughs> or if not, we can always do it back here. Minus the furry animals that you might have heard. <laughs> like I said, again. But we appreciate it. We're um, a Negro operation. So. Y'all making me look like I'm selfish as shit, the dog. Uh, <laughs> thank y'all for listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so we all say thank you. 
Uh, but anyways, no, you, you can said be great. You, you did say, say be great, great, but I ain't say thank y'all for listening. Y'all on some y'all <laughs> pandering over there. Hey, <laughs> hey, boo boo, we love See? you. Oh, happy CIAA to, to all yeah. the CIAA people. Happy Yo, CIAA. yes, um, have fun. enjoy it. Please be safe. I'm if going to see Biz Marquis this week. No, okay. all right. I don't know about that. But yeah. if you see me in these streets and it's past club time and it's like the let out time and y'all about to hit up like IHOP or somewhere with some good pancakes. Or Midnight Diner. Or Midnight Diner. Oh, yeah. Holla at your girl. Yeah. That is. That's what's up. All right. Well, you can find SKWG Podcast on Facebook at www at facebook.com forward slash skwg podcast i cannot read today on twitter and instagram at skwg podcast here's on soundcloud stitcher and in the itunes stores just search skwg podcast rate us a whole five stars not a half of five stars but a whole (laughs) on itunes and stitchers or your or favorite us on soundcloud and we will give you a shout out on the show we can be contacted through our email, shoeskalewinegrits at gmail.com. Any questions you want to ask us, any topics you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up. And also, don't forget about our sponsor. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash SKWG podcast for your free trial. Run it. Thank you. Deuces.